Praise God. We can just keep going higher and higher. You know, you might have different experiences on this earth, but we can keep growing. We can keep going up. You know, you don't have to have seasons where you're just down, then you're up, and then you're down. We should, as, as Christians, just continually go up, you know? Slope is going up. Even sometimes it may look like it, you can't even tell. It looks like you're going sideways. But if, as, long as, it, as long as you're going higher, as long as you're moving up. Uh, sometimes you can't, you know, you think it, things aren't changing, but they are changing. It's just that you're so close to the circumstance that you feel like, you know, you're not making progress. You're not seeing anything. We got to trust that uh, as we do God's word, his word is working in us and be patient and just walk after him and don't get sidetracked by the daily stuff because, you know, stuff's subject to change. We live in a natural world. It's subject to change. What you know today and what you would take for granted today, I mean, it can change tomorrow so quickly like this. So don't, don't, don't get uh, discouraged or, or, or get your eyes off of, of the things that are true and constant. And as we walk with God, we can just keep going up. We can keep walking out the truth that he gives you. That's always been so exciting to me that... Uh, you know, you don't have to follow some man-made plan to just change your life next week or the week after. God, if you listen to him, he'll show you what you need to change and what you need to work on. And you really don't need to work on anything else but what he's showing you. If the, if the Almighty is going son, daughter, he knows everything and he's saying, I want you to work on this. It'd be really stupid to go, that's a good idea, but I really think I'd like to work on this other thing right now. Because he knows exactly what you need to work on now. And he knows how that's going to affect three weeks from now and five months from now and the next week. So all, you real, all we really need to do is do what you know to do now. With the revelation you have now, put it into practice. So many times we, we're trying to get more, and it's good to get more, but what are we doing with what we have? It would just work with what, what, what do you know now? More will come as you put into practice what, we, what, what you know. And so we can just keep going up. I mean, it's exciting to come hear his word and understand that he can prompt us and show us and all the answers that we need are in him. And we can keep just going up higher and higher. That every, every week we can be higher than we were before. Like I said, the circumstances may change, but we can, get, we can keep going up with him. Praise God. Well, we've been in a series called Right Words. And... Uh, we're going to continue on that. Uh, let's read Hebrews 10.23. That's going to be one of the scriptures we've, we've stayed on. But let's, let's look at Hebrews 10.23 quick. Put your eyes on it. Uh, we'll look at it, I think, just in a, another translation at least as well. But then we'll get into what we have tonight. Hebrews uh, 10.23 God is a faithful, faithful God to get what we need to us. He knows what we need. Hebrews 10.23, it says, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope, for he who promised 
is faithful. In the Amplified, it says, Let us seize and hold fast and retain without wavering the hope we cherish and confess in our acknowledgement of it. For he who promised is reliable or sure and faithful to his word. <coughs> In the God's Word translation, let's skip down to that one. It says, We must continue to hold firmly to our declaration of faith. The one who made the promise is faithful. We, need, we must con continue to hold firmly to our declaration of faith. The one who made the promise is faithful. We, we need to know what he said. That's why it's important to know the word. Just reading the word on a continual basis, you don't have to read just for hours and hours. That, not that that's bad. But if you just read, what you read, let yourself absorb it. Let him speak to you through it. Ask him before you start reading. Say, Lord, I'm coming before your word. And I ask you, because his word is him speaking to you. But ask him to quicken it to you. Ask him to enlighten the eyes of your, under, your understanding. And when you go to it, it's not in the quantity. It's listening to him. You could get stuck on the first verse that you have. You start reading, it's the first verse. And if he's speaking to you, don't interrupt him and go on. If he, if, you know, and that's how we learn to hear the voice of God. One of the ways is by, by, if you read his word and he's speaking to you in your heart, well, you'll get familiar with that voice and then you, he can lead you in other things apart from the word. But also as you're reading, he'll quicken you. He's ministering to you. You don't have to go on to the next verse. Don't think, well, I got to get this done. Well, why? If he's speaking to you, get what he's saying and just let him talk. Impression, I don't mean you're going to hear an audible voice, but let him speak and let him help you. And then uh, get what you need to. So as you come, through the, come to the Word, come to it with reverence, come to it with expectation. It'll change the way you read the Bible. If we'll come and say, Lord, you're speaking to me. Somebody, you know, somebody says, well, God never speaks to me. Well, all you need to do, pick up your Bible and start reading and he's speaking to you. Pick up your Bible and pick any place in the Word he is speaking through his Word. And so we need to know what the Word says, and then we need to apply it, and we need to hold on to it. This says we must continue to hold firmly to our declaration of faith. The one who made the promise is faithful. He's faithful to do what he said he would do in his Word. Whatever the Word says is true. It's right. It's the way things really are, regardless of what we see or feel or hear around us. It's the right thing. And so this is so important. We've been talking about saying the word. That's what we've been focusing on, right words, and talking about different aspects of this. Uh, our words are so important. What we say is so important. But tonight I want to focus on the words. I mean, it's very important what you say out of your mouth, but I want to talk about the relationship with what, uh, uh, between what you're saying out of your mouth and what are the words that are going on in your head? Because everybody, everyone in here, you have an internal confession. You may have an external confession, what you're saying, what, you know, you could be speaking the word, this is going to happen. But internally, is, is what's going on on the inside the same? Because if they disagree, you're not, we're not going to have the results that we would want. We're, if we're saying something on the outside, but we're constantly saying something else on the inside, that's what we're meditating on. And the Bible says, as a man thinketh, he is. 
Yes, and as you get, the thinking is what's going to affect your believing, and your believing is what's going to affect your saying eventually. Just parroting, see, everywhere where we've read, when we talk about speaking, it talks about the, the word needs to be in two places, in your mouth and in your heart. Well, if you're just speaking it, but the heart isn't connected, a lot of times then that's because we're not, our internal confession, what we're actually telling ourselves, doesn't line up. And so that's what we're really going to believe. And that's, you're, so then they're saying without believing, that won't work. That's called religion. That people, you know, people just saying things, but they don't really believe it. That doesn't work. See, people have got the, the wrong idea. They, you know, make fun of what we believe, what the Word says, that if you say, Jesus said, uh, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast in the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that whatever he says will come to pass, he will have whatever he says. People say, well, you can't just say something and it come to pass. It didn't just say you just say it. It said you believe something and say it. And then Jesus is the one that said that, not any man. And there are other you know, verses that we've read that agree with that. But what you're saying is going to come to pass, but what's influencing your believing a lot of times is what you're you're telling yourself on the inside. And the confessions need to align there. Uh, Joshua 1, verse 8. Let's look at that quick. Joshua 1, verses 8 and 9. It says, this book of the law, and see, this is what they had at that point, this book of the law, you could just say the word, shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do, uh, to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Now notice it says, uh, it shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. I mean, that means to say, but... Meditate, when you think of it, it's like to mutter. Well, how many of you know you can be saying something? This, if you're saying something continually, it's hard for your brain really to think anything else. When this is talking about going over and over something, when you talk about meditating the Word, you're talking about thinking about it, getting it into your heart. Well, you're really getting it, you're, you're, you're thinking about it, you're going over it and over it. This isn't talking about saying it once and then going on. This is talking about your you're, you're, you're repeating, you're going over. Meditation isn't a bad concept. I mean, it's a, it's a Christian concept, but people have gotten into different forms of meditation where they open themselves up to really evil, you know, trying to clear their mind of everything. Well, you don't want your mind clear of everything. You can just, you, you need to have it focused on the right things. And people have opened themselves up, but you know, Meditation isn't bad in and of itself. And so we need to stay focused, um, you know, not throw out everything. There's, there are things that are associated with uh, relig other religions and, and things that aren't good with, with some forms of meditation. But this is telling us to meditate. And that really just means you're going over something. And notice it says, it says, uh, you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. 
So the Bible is saying here, if you're meditating on the word, you're going to have good success. If you're meditating or going over, telling yourself basically the right things, that's going to lead to prosperity. That's going to lead to success because what are you thinking about? What are you saying to yourself? The truth, the word, what God said. So in any situation, you're telling yourself the Bible, the word of God over and over. But what is that? So there are other things that you could be meditating on, though saying to yourself constantly, and those will not lead to prosperity. They won't lead to success. What you're meditating on, what you're thinking about, what you're telling yourself, what your internal confession is going to affect where we end up. You know, we focus a lot on speaking out, and that's so important because what you speak out, it can't, it, like we read in James, it's going to determine your direction. But if you're speaking out a certain thing and internally you're constantly saying something else, number one, I don't believe really a person is going to constantly be speaking the right thing externally and always be doing something wrong externally. They may do it in front of people, right. But what do you say in your car? on the way home? What do you say in your bedroom when there's nobody around? What are you telling yourself? Because those things that you're really meditating on, they're going to come out. They may just come out under your breath. But that's determining the real direction. In other words, you're not going to override believing with your heart by what you say. It's not a magic wand. Well, I don't have to believe anything. I just say these words and poof, I'll have it. It's not true. The, the, Jesus said you had to believe something. Well, what's going to affect that believing? What you're telling yourself all the time will wear at you or it will support you. It will chop at if you, things that you have. Maybe somebody told you something about yourself years, decades ago, told you something that affected your image of what you can and can't do, or the way you see yourself, or the way you see your personality, or the way you see your relationships, or your ability to relate to other people. You know, those words can become ingrained in your uh, uh, you, what you tell yourself to where now that person told you something or you heard something or you understood something and you started integrating it into what you tell yourself basically on the, in, on the inside that it, it became something that you're confessing. So you may say or you may try to override on the outside well I'm gonna, I'm gonna win but internally you're, you're telling yourself, there's no way I'm going to win. I'm going to lose this. I'm not good at this. I, I can't relate. And so it may look good on the outside, but that inner confession is sabotaging anything you're doing on the outside. It's, it's whittling away and trying to basically cut your legs out from underneath you. And try to say the right thing, but internally that's pushing on you. It's trying to get you 
to have, it really affects what you see is possible. Well, what is that? That's affecting your faith. You may see what the Word of God says, but you constantly could be saying, well, that's not for me. I don't know why this won't work. I don't know why I haven't been, or I'm just not good at this. Or I can't, you know, somebody told you, you you're not good at something, or you always make a mistake in a certain area. And so now that's just the way you think. That's a habit. It becomes a habit. This is what I tell myself. I'm just, I, I don't know how to get over this. I, I, I try. Well, you can read the Word, and, and the Spirit of God can minister to you, but then you're hijacking it. Because you can hear the Word come in, and for a little while you start to see the possibilities, but then you start walking out in life, and you're basically telling yourself it's not true, it can't happen, and you keep, that keeps ringing on the inside of you, meditating, whereas meditating on the right thing will lead to prosperity and success. Meditating on this wrong thing is going to lead somewhere else. It will. So we want to make sure that the internal, what we're saying, what, what the internal confession is lining up with the Word of God just as much as the external confession. <clears throat> Philippians 4, 8, and 9. Let's go ahead and turn there real quick. Philippians 4, 8, 9. Philippians 4, verse 8, says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Well, what? Meditate, same thing. They're thoughts, but there's also an element of it's, it's, it's speaking, whether it's vocalized or it's under your breath. There is a, a loop. You're saying these things. So what, what do you think on? What do you say? What are, if somebody could, could uh, you know, and I'm sure they probably will be able to at some point if they can already, you know, listen in on that thought process or the voice that is actually going on, that, that color commentary for your life. As you're walking through a process, what is, what is yourself telling you what is that internal confession about a situation you come into an interview or you come in to a new situation is there something saying man we're going to nail this i these people are going to love me this is going to be great or is it like i'm going to mess up i'm going to say the wrong thing you may try to project hey i'm so and so hey good to meet you but inside it's like i'm going to mess this up what what is that what is that those, those, those things that are being said. Well, if I'm thinking about, I'm going to mess this up, that's not the word. If I'm meditating on that, and I could go through five interviews, I wonder, I just don't know, I'm trying to get them to like me, or get, well, you're, you're, we're looking at the wrong thing. We're not, we're not looking at what the word would say, that he's with me, he's for me, regardless of you like me or not, I'm going to succeed, and you, that brings on a different air. But I can try to project. You see, I can try to project other words, but the internal is going to come out. 
What we're meditating, the Bible tells us here exactly. Let's go back to the beginning of verse 8. It tells us exactly what to meditate. It says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, well, anything in the Word of God, that would be qualify as true. Whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report. Now, here's the thing. You know, you may, the devil's sly, and he'll say all these things, you know, well, it's true. It's true. I mean, you're telling yourself that, but it's the truth. What, you know, you, you're not good at that. I mean, why are you going to lie to yourself or whatever? You say it's true. But here's a, a, a piece right here. Is it of good report? Because God's always has a good report. You may be in a position where something is true, but like we said a while ago, that, that's subject to change. So if we're stuck on what it looks like and we're just going to say what we say is true, that's not a good report. That's not saying I'm growing in God. God can help me. He'll show me what I need to do. Well, I just don't know. Well, that's not a good report. That's not a good confession. That's not a good meditation. Say, no, God can show me. God will help me. God can help me get to the next step. We need to cut off that loop. Whatever is telling you, anytime that we, we are conscious of a meditation, what, I would, what I'm calling an internal confession, not agreeing with the Word of God. You could say, well, that's just your thoughts, whatever. But there is a speaking, and it, it is internal. I mean, it could, you could say it's thoughts, but there, there is a voice associated with it, is my point. You vocalize things, but you know as well as I do. Somebody does something, you don't say on the ins- outside anything, but inside you're like, you know, so you could be a negative comment, you could be thinking a positive comment. But there is, it doesn't just happen. I mean, how, what is your thought? It's vocalized. It may not be physically vocalized, but there is an element of, I mean, what are those speech bubble, bubbles over, you know, people's heads? You know, it's, if you could see what they're thinking, well, what is that? It's words. It's, it's just not coming out your mouth. But it's words. You know? Somebody says something, wait, did I say that out loud? I didn't, I didn't mean to. You know, they inadvertently say something that they were thinking, but they spoke it. Well, all spoken word is something, it's a thought that just got vocalized. Well, those, those are words. If we think, well, those are thoughts, and I'm going to confess the right thing, and I got this licked, and then try to fool myself, I'm believing, that's all we're doing is fooling ourselves. The thinking or the, the internal confession is important to line up. So it says, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are of lovely, whatever things are of good report. You go to the next part. If there is anything virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. In the New International Version, it says, uh, finally, brothers, whatever whatever is true, whatever is noble... Whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. The latter one says meditate, so there's an element of, of words. In the New Living, it says, Now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. So that would cut out a lot of stuff. That If it doesn't line up with where we're going, it, we need to cut it off in there. Quit telling ourselves that I can't do that. Number one, it, did God tell us to do it? If God told us to do it, then why would we think and meditate on, on uh, 
on that we can't make it. If God said, this is what I've had you to do, this is something I want you to do, this is a place I've put you, He did not put us in a place to fail. Ever. So then there are so then meditating or telling yourself, well, I don't know if this is going to make it. I don't know if you're going to do what. It, well, we need to go back then. Is it spo- am I supposed to be doing it or not? If, if I am, then I am walking out the will of God for my life. That means he is behind what I'm doing. That means I need to tell myself and encourage myself with godly thoughts. I need to meditate on what the word says because that's how I'm going to be successful. We're not talking about self-help. We're not talking about positive thinking. We're saying lining up our internal communication with ourselves to what the Word says. And it will bubble up out your mouth. And it will be, if we're saying the right stuff to ourselves, that meditation, thinking about it, just you could just sit there, Scripture, uh, on a certain Scripture that affects your situation, and just think. Think about it, say it, tell it to yourself, uh, envision it. How does that apply? How would this, this verse apply in my situation? And what does it look like when that is working? And say that. This isn't magic. This isn't hocus pocus. Some of these, these principles, yes, the world does some things, but if it's true, it's from God, and the world can make use of certain things, even if they're not Christians, because they're laws of God. And if people are thinking in line with the word, even if they're not Christian, they're still going to have some good results. But if they're not children of God, number one, they're lost. And if they're not worshiping him and going with him, they're going to pay for it in a different area. It always works that way. You don't want, you don't want part of the truth. You want the whole truth and you want God helping you. Anything that's discouragement comes from believing Satan's lies. Anything, always, like I said, it could seem like it's true, but if it's discouraging, you're sure that you're, it's the voice that you're, you're te- that you're, the words that you're saying to yourself are not godly because God's never discouraged. Even in the worst situation, God would never be like, uh, there's just no way. Never. So the words about, it may be, yeah, it's true. You've backed yourself into a corner, but we're getting out because God is going to show us how and he's going to show us the next steps and we're going to go in the right direction. That telling us, and then yes, let it out your mouth, but those speaking, those words are going to write the internal uh, mechanisms and line them up with God so that we have prosperity. We're supposed to be different. We're supposed to be different than the world. Ephesians 2 verse 1 says this. You put that up on the screen. It says, you he made alive. We can go ahead. I'm going to turn there. Ephesians uh, 2 verse 1 and then I'm going to go to Ephesians 4. It says, And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, 
the Spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. It says in verse 2, you once walked according to the course of this world. You used to say the same things. You used to absorb what everybody else is doing. Some, and, and this is where we pick this stuff up. We, we need to understand that the stuff that rolls around in our heads has been deposited over time. We don't even maybe know where some things came from. They could have gotten ingrained in our thinking and in what we tell ourselves before we even knew what was happening. And yet, it's still echoing now and holding us. And we, we get a hold of, the, we, can, we can see the word and see these possibilities and we try to step out, we try to say it, but internally it's like it's snapping us back. We try to go out and it's like this elastic band that we're trying to go out here and say this, but our internal confession is trying to snap us right back to where we've been. And we try to pull out and try to say what the word says and Satan will resist this. He'll He'll try to put you. Somebody said it like this. When you, one of my instructors was talking about, when you step up into the righteousness of God and what he's done to you, it's like, you know, everybody's sitting right now in this, in this congregation. If somebody were to stand up, Satan tries to cut you right back down. You, you step up. You're, you're standing out from the crowd. Satan, he has the world in sway. The course of this world is under his influence, and it is basically keeping people enslaved in one form or another. They might get out of one area, but they just are enslaved in a different area. Even people, it looks like they're successful on the outside, but they're certain, and you see this all the time, it looks good and it implodes because there's something, they're bound. He has, Satan didn't care, you think you're out of this way? Okay, I got you here. And there's a course of this world that tries to keep people ensnared. And he will fight you when you, you step up and try to put the word into practice. There will be pushback. That's not a negative confession. There will be, he'll try to keep you from taking ground. The things that he has worked over years or decades to implant and to get us to, to hamper us in the way we think and the things we're telling ourselves. When we tell ourselves something else, there will be things that try to come in and contradict and get you to snap back to the way you were talking. It's like, who's this voice? What's this saying? This is, this is on the, the path to victory. Try to give you thoughts, get, put uh, things in your way to try to get you to snap back. The, if we're going to take ground and change the way we're talking to ourselves and move forward with the plan of God, there will be a battle. That's not a negative confession. If we're going to change those words that maybe were imparted to us decades ago, and start telling ourselves something else. See, when we do that, we're lining up with the Word of God. We're starting to, the possibilities start to change. We, they, they, what was, we were confined like this because we're just, we've, we've yielded to the wrong uh, thoughts and words telling ourselves, so it, it limits us like this. We start to expand that. Satan's going to try to cut it, get you to talk the other way so that it comes back in. He's trying to cut you off. And there will be a pushback. 
But we have to know what the Word says and stay strong in the face of it and keep saying externally, internally, what God is saying. Because then, like Joshua said, we're going to make our way prosperous. Then we're going to have good success. Can you put that verse up and then we'll go on the one that you just had up? The Ephesians 2, sorry, verse 1. It says, You he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, and who once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. See, he, he is the ruler of those that will yield to him. And he keeps men under bondage. And they don't even, most people don't even understand they're slaves. If they're not Christians, they are slaves to one thing or another. Anything that takes us and jerks us around, anything that would say, nope, you're going to do this now, addictions, habits, all those things, it's slavery. And getting out of that is a threat to the enemy. And so he fights the word. He fights the truth. He tries to get you to let go of it. He can't stop it. Only we can stop it. That's why this is so important. What are we confessing to ourselves? Because if we start confessing the word, we're free. So what does he try to get? You start telling you what you were saying because it's your authority. Gets you to start saying the wrong things again. Because he can't stop it. He cannot stop a child of God. He cannot. He likes to make us, make people think that he's all that and big, but he's not. But he has... The world system is aligned with him, and these things that, that go through our heads were deposited, and that, that are negative, were deposited there, somebody else yielding. It could have been somebody in our family. They picked it up from their family and their family, and they're speaking something into us that gets a hold, and that we're telling ourselves for years and decades, and it's the same lies that's holding the rest of the world under sway, and the way to break out of it is to speak the word in the face of that, Ephesians 4.17, let's look at that real quick. Ephesians 4.17. It says, This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God, being separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart. Verse 20, But you have not so learned Christ, if indeed you have heard Him and have been taught by Him, as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. See, we can, renew, we can look at this so many times as, well, your old conduct, stuff that we would consider sin that we used to mess up. Well, it, it definitely encompasses that. But also, anything... Can you go back to verse 22? That you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt. Well, anything that we have been doing, anything that we've been telling ourselves, anything that is lined up with a wrong way of thinking, we need to put off. 
Doesn't matter what it is. It's all, if it doesn't line up with the Word of God, it's going to hinder us. The things that we tell us ourselves that are wrong, that, that aren't lined up with the Word of God, that is going to hinder. This says, The old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust, verse 23, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Well, it is going on up here. In verse 24, that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. That you put on the new man. We have the spirit of the living God on the inside of us, but we need to contend for what Jesus has already bought and paid for us. What he has... See, we, the, the things we tell ourselves are holding ourselves at a certain level, but we need to specifically purposefully do something. This says to put on the new man. Let me ask you a question. Did any of you this morning, when you woke up, your clothes that you were going to wear for the day just jumped on you and you walked out? <laughs> no, you had to do something. You had to put them on. You had to select. It could take longer for some than others. Select what you're going to wear for the day. Decide what is it going to be. And then you had to do something. You had to put it on. Well, if you could have the most you know, beautiful, nicest outfit in your closet. But if you decide day after day, nah, I just, I, I'm not ready to wear that. Not ready. Just going to put on my old sweats and nothing wrong with sweats. But, you know, I'm just going to wear this old holy, you know, like with holes garment and just put that on and my old shoes and that's all I can wear. And you could have a, a closet full of the nicest clothes, but unless you specifically put it on, it's not going to change. Well, that's the way we walk around. What we'll, was we'll tell ourselves, no, I'm not there yet. I'm not ready for that. I can't do that. No, I don't know about that. I don't know if God, if, you know, does God really have that for me? And so all the things that God has for us, all those things that he would want for us, we keep ourselves from them. We basically tell ourselves we're not qualified. And that will keep it from us. That will keep us from walking in it. So it's important. It's important, our internal confession, what we're saying. We need to say what the Word says to ourselves. We need to say it externally. But let's, let's, let's be fully aware. Become aware. This week, if the rest of the week, the next three days, we just were to become aware of the things that are being said by us to ourselves that don't align with the Word of God and start changing them, and you will feel pressure. But if we just started becoming aware, that would be a huge step. And I'm not saying none of us are aware, but we can become more aware because our thoughts can come up. Our, our, our talking to ourselves can come up. None of us have arrived. We may be at a certain level, but there's not a person in this, world, in this room, in this world, that can't come up higher. We can become aware because there are always things that we're still saying that we're, we're holding ourselves at this level. It might have been a lot higher than we used to be, but we're telling ourselves, no, you can't do it. Well, why? If it lines up with the Word of God, then that's for me now. Amen?